What's up, people? This is Barry from the CRB Pod, and on the behalf of the bros and I, just want to say RP to Young Dolphin, send our deepest condolences to his family. Uh, this event has definitely struck a nerve in uh, just today's atmosphere and just hip hop. Memphis has lost a legend. More importantly, his family has lost uh, a husband, a brother, a father, a provider and you know etc uh can't possibly find all the words to describe him to the people that love him most but this is truly a um, sad situation and i just hope that we continue to learn from these things and you know another black man gone to unwarranted violence regardless of the situation and uh you're gone too soon but never forgotten uh Rest in peace. Yo, I really be in the crib just chilling. Just trying to stay safe. It's crazy outside, but you know, you can turn the crib to your own environment. You can reminisce about with all the girls is on your line. Just how far you came, you know. Your solitude is important and it's crazy because the older I got, the more I realized I still love the crib. <laughs> Look, I threw caution in the wind and I came with it I've been running this here but I ain't winded Wave a chick down like I'm Dame Lillard Can't keep it PG, I'm explicit with game winners I can't go against you on the track if you ain't menace I can't go and visit abroad if it ain't Venice The type the cops of Venetian couture with insane linens And drive a $30,000 car, cause I paid it all off These are just the minor thoughts, don't bore me I had to turn priors into priorities I'm really him, finding out what life really is I was really outside as a young as a kid, probably chasing the girl while my friends hitting licks. Never did a bid, but never judge whoever did. Went from negative to positive and did it big. I'm grown, but the irony in that, I love the crib. This the crib. Welcome to the CRB Podcast. This is our first episode, you know, CRB, but that also can stand for crib because we, you know, we, we getting comfortable. We're trying to create an environment. We in a real illustrious crib. Right <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, bro. You know, we do this from the- 50 foot Ah, yeah, pop. Uh, <laughs> 50 foot <seven>. 50 foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something, 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 something you got, you know. One like, day, Rob. One day, what happened? Oh, no, well, please. Gotta reach for the stars. Stop. That's why we came to this. You gotta, you gotta reach it. for the stars. Stop. Yeah. Stop, man. But, um, you know, welcome again. Uh, gonna introduce the fellas, including myself, but we can start with uh, my man Chad. Chizzy. I'm Chad. Chizzy gets busy on IG if y'all wanna follow. Um, I'm originally from Philly. Uh, my brothers, Barry and Rob, hit me up and was like, yo, we, we really should start a pod. We, we talk about interests and stuff all the time. And uh, I guess we figured, you know, the world should hear what we have to say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty chill. I'm a big sports fan. Um, I'm into music. Uh, Going on a date. 
going on a date. Yeah, you going on No, the way you introduce. Oh, well, I gotta, like, like, you know, we introducing ourselves. What you mean? Like, they gotta hear, they gotta know. Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta introduce yourself. It's our first, it's our first episode. Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta, like, I like long walks on the beach, like. All that type shit. I like dandelions. You feel me? But yeah, man, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting journey that we take, man. Like you know, it's it's cool. You know, podcasting is something that I you know I always listen to podcasts and shit like that. And you know, it's cool to you know get your voice out there in the world. You know, see you know see how people react to what you got to say. So it's gonna be interesting. So I'm gonna throw it to my man Rob. And he can tell you about his, you know, qualities. Ladies, he's single. <laughs> Just to let y'all know. He working nah, on something. Nah, not really. <laughs> yeah, oh, he was, shit, I forgot. He working nah, on something. Let's cut that out. No, <laughs> no you good, bro. No, <laughs> I forgot. Good, bro. Let's all cut that out. Hold on. He's definitely working on something. Something special. Yeah, I'll edit that one out. You know who you are. But, uh, yeah, I'm Rob. Southeast Rob. On IG. Uh, I used to be on Twitter, but, like, don't even worry about that. Um, we should get back I, on there. It's it's yeah, fun, man. I probably would do well on it. I used to do good on it. Yeah, your uh, tweets would do numbers, dog. Yeah, nah, my shit would do numbers. But yeah, if you can't tell from the name, uh, Southside of the City, D.C., um, born and raised. I'm not any Washington nothing fan, so don't even ask me. Um, you know what I'm saying? I like long walks through the hood, uh, chilling with the homies, uh, blasting music at ignorant levels in white neighborhoods, uh, stuff like that, man. Like, I'm a big uh, music and movie buff, but you know what I'm saying? I'm an excellent conversationalist, and that's how this came about. So, yeah. That's me, yeah. my man Barry. What's happening, folks? Um, some of y'all might know me as Lingo, but you know, family call me BJ. Top five, top five. Top five, top five. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, some call me BJ, some call me Barry. Uh, you know, you you pick. It's Lingo the icon. Lingo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you BJ. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It's you know. Super pause. No, yo, look, look, bro. We ain't even gonna talk about that. Do you know my work? Let's name? Not say, let's not say Paul. Do you know my work name? Do you know my work email rather? It's B Jones six nine. Because <laughs> I'm the 69th B Jones in the system, but I just ended up with that number. That is yo. That shit is crazy to me. I wonder like, who's B Jones four twenty. Yo, <laughs> now I'm curious. I wonder if it's that many B Jones. I'm pretty sure it is. There's gotta be. There's gotta be that many if B Jones in the system. Four twenty. I want to meet you so bad. Yo. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm an artist. Uh, I can do it all, pretty much. Uh, kind of found my leg, my my footing last, but last year during the uh, quarantine, I just discovered a whole lot of things I could do on the, you know, engineer. You know, I could just got good at producing. Uh, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm from Baltimore. You know, shout out to my niggas from the 410. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, from Baltimore, Ravens fan, Orioles fan. Loose, loosely an Orioles fan. Um, they haven't been good in years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, is your favorite TV show The Wire? It is a great TV show, but no. My favorite TV show is actually on now. You know what I'm saying? Martin? Shout out to Martin. You feel me? You Better know what I'm saying? The Wire? <laughs> I mean, I just... That's Martin's easier to watch. Yeah, that's an episode time. Yeah, no. But. <laughs> See, the thing is, all right, it, I'll get to that a little bit. Like, The Wire is, like, much more of, like, a, a depiction of a place. Yeah. Whereas, though, Martin is just, like, easily recept. Like, you can 
I want to follow the wire. You know, like it, you gotta you gotta plan to look at the wire and all that. But Martin is just easy to digest. You know, what I'm saying pause. But uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta I, stop saying pause. Yeah, man. no, no toxinness, no toxinness. I just, I just thought it. You know, we're getting into that too. We gotta get out of that too. You know, we're getting we gotta get into that more in the episode. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm damn near married. You know, shout out to my baby Ashley. You feel me? Oh, uh, oh shit, I said none of this. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, no, you you can oh, always God. run it. We can run it back. Eddie, 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 long walks on the beach with his fiance. Yes, fiance. So, yeah, I am, I am, I am engaged. They yeah. gotta walk real slow. Yeah, she got a boulder she, on her hand. Yeah, it weighs her down. She said she had arthritis next time. Last time we talked to her. You Listen, she better have arthritis. That ring was fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're listening, I yeah, bought I you hope arthritis. You, I, hope, I hope you have arthritis in your damn ring finger, man. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to uh, my baby Ash. You know, and um. We definitely had to start this podcast because I feel like, you know, uh, the 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 quality and the level of conversation we have amongst each other uh, is just a beautiful thing. Like Chad said, we got we got to share the vibes, man. Like you know, and we also are responsible with our words, so we ain't gonna stare people wrong purposely. You know, we ain't perfect, but uh, definitely had to do this, man. And I'm just happy that I could do this with y'all, bro. A uh, disclaimer, some of the things I say, don't follow me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the homies are going to give you way better advice. <laughs> some of mine will come off a little wild. Yeah. Like, you're going to get to the right destination, but you're probably going to have to fight somebody. So like, I mean, hey, bro, that works for some people. Listen, your your advice ain't even that bad, man. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. He actually wanted a more level-headed brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um. So yeah, today's topic is a very important one. Interesting and just I feel like it's just needed, you know what I'm saying? Um heavy episode, but also like I feel like we can we can make light of it, you know, just just to make it more digestible, you know what I'm saying? But uh mental health. So but we, mental health, especially for black men. For black men, especially. Because there's three black men sitting here. Even three black men, yeah. Y'all might, y'all might think that I'm white. I'm not. I'm black. <laughs> y'all haven't seen Chad. Yeah. Chad is Drake colored. I'm Drake yeah. colored with 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 a, li- a slight bit of ginger. Yeah. So <laughs> I am indeed black, and I do go through the same things. Oh we yeah, all facts, do. facts, facts. So but it's a, it's a big topic because we we as black men don't really ever talk about it. We always are told like just to get into it like, if we just going to jump right into that we always told first of all let's get get past it get over it it's fine you Mm -hmm. good go ahead bro don't worry about it it's like it's okay to worry about it it's okay if you going through something Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel but we never have told that we're never told that and that starts when we're kids right like when you when you were a little kid and you know you came home and you was upset what did your mom tell you or what did your if you if you didn't have a mom or a dad? It was man up. Exactly, right? Exactly. It's always man up, all mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, as black men, we're always told, "Listen, you gotta you gotta man up. You gotta be the man in the house. Mm-hmm. Don't let things bother you." Sometimes things are just going to bother you, though. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. And if something's bothering you, you gotta talk that out. You gotta figure that out. It's don't you can't let that build up inside of you. And that's that's really what this episode's about. Mainly just trying to get to, you know, the root of it and 
and really, you know, we're going to give you some information. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some discussions about it. We're going to tell you some stories. But that's the main point of this episode because we don't talk about this enough. And Thanks. especially in this day and age, especially with a lot of things going on with black men, you know, uh, entertainers, athletes, it all kind of ties in. Things, you know, we 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 got to talk about this. Yeah, we can't keep, we can't keep sweeping it under the rug, man. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Rod. I think one of the one of the main things that we're going to bring up here today is the fact that because black people, black men, um, kind of we lead the culture in a lot of things. Um, we got to sustain the culture. And one of those things, and the way that we sustain it is making sure that we're here. And uh, getting your mental health in order is definitely like a thing that'll make sure that we maintain the fact that we're here Thanks. so that we can continue to push the culture forward. Yeah. Um, so real quick, um, shout out to my homegirl, Alexis. Um, appreciate you. She helped me uh, look up a couple of statistics. And first thing I noticed is, and we got this from the Suicide Prevention Resource Resource Center. Um, Their website is sprc.org. And amongst the black population, we're looking at suicide rates um, amongst the black population uh, between, in the United States between 2010 and 2019. Um, And it says it's 7.4, and that's 7.4 people per 100,000 the age-adjusted suicide rate for black populations in 2019 was over half of the overall suicide rate of 13.2 per uh, 100,000. So again, over half of the 13 out of every 100,000 deaths um, are black people. Um, When we're looking at, you know, other things like... uh, Do we have a percentage? I didn't do the percentage. You didn't get the percentage. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't get the percentage. Um, but those numbers are kind of nuts, though. Those right? numbers are kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's eye-opening, bro. That's, that's eye-opening. Yeah, it's like, eye-opening. If you think about, you know, 7.4 out of 13.2, that's easily, what, 60%? Yeah, 60. I was going to say, like, oh, a little over like, 50, like 50, 50%. 50% yeah. So, yeah, you know, like, yep. st- stuff like that. Like, and we can really just jump into that right there. Um, I think... One of the main issues that we find is the idea that, and y'all probably heard this too, black people don't commit suicide. Black people don't have those type of problems. Mm-hmm. And like clearly based on the statistics, it's showing that we do have those issues. So that's number one. I already, let to cut yeah. you off, I already knew that was false when I knew, when I personally know people that I may have went to school with, that I've been in their presence before that were black, that took their lives, their own life. So I already knew that, you get what I'm saying, facts versus what you may believe in. And, and like, you know, a lot, of people, a lot of people, as much as we know about suicide, a lot of people may not know people that actually have committed suicide. And that's true, you get what I'm saying? A lot of black people may not know other black people that committed suicide, but the facts is, I do. You get what I'm saying? And this is something that I got. Um, this is something that I got from some of my other mental health professional homies. Um, the idea of saying committing suicide, I think that we should use the term completed. Um, 
is committed kind of like criminalizes it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that can be a stumbling block for people. Okay. And, and excuse, you know, excuse me yeah, for that. Not, yeah, no, no, I appreciate that, bro, because I never want to, you know, make that mistake of maybe using a terminology that was probably embedded in my head from back yeah. when all of this was taboo. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I never want to make that fallacy. So I definitely appreciate that. But yes, completed suicide because we know it's processes to it, you know, just from studying it, maybe, maybe even viewing people with with like within whatever step of completing it that they're in. You get what I'm saying? Um, And like, you just never know. You get what I'm saying? You you just, you just don't, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that type of stuff is important to like even just spread the awareness about it's okay to reach out. It's okay to even be uncomfortable in the situations. But it's people out here that are definitely on your side and will listen to what you have to say. But and and even in that, don't make it about. Oh well, I I remember this time, bro. It's not about that right now. It's about, it's about, it's about that person and what. Li- yes, listening and receiving the information and doing what you have to do. But don't also don't make them feel wrong for feeling like their self worth has dropped that low because it happens to all of us. Everybody has a. A way of dealing with things and some people ways and I'm never gonna say are worse than others because I don't believe that some people just deal with things simply differently and it comes from conditioning from back in the past of what they would do what they may have witnessed somebody they know may have took in their lives and they may have thought that that may be the easier thing to do because I know somebody like a lot none of this is new you know what I'm saying some of this is even fucking um Genetics. Yeah, it could be. You know what I'm saying? It could yeah. be. It's possible. Yeah, like my like my mom and my pops, I'm they for sure passed anxiety down to me. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. Yeah, definitely. Like it's 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 all in like so, Go ahead, bro. Oh yeah. So I mean it's 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 a very it's, suicide is a very touchy subject. It, it is. I always try to tell people though, like especially my close friends, like yo, listen, I'd rather I'd rather listen to you on the phone or through text or whatever. I'd rather listen to you talk to me than attend your funeral. That's all. That's a big thing for me because I'm like, if that person got to that point, nobody. That means. They probably went to someone. Nobody. Nobody was receptive and of nobody, it. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody even checked up on this person. Nobody yeah. did anything. Like, like I, I'm not the most communicate. I don't communicate all of the time with all of my friends and family. Mm. But I do check up on them at because least. it's like you gotta do that at some point. Like you can't just leave people out yeah. in the cold. So, all that to say, man. Like, if you're my friend and you're listening to this and you're going through something, you can call me. I'd rather hear you on the phone. I'd rather listen to you. I'd rather yeah. meet up with you and see you in person alive than be than yeah, the other than the other yeah. and otherwise. So yeah. it's you you have to you gotta think that way. Yeah. You're not alone. And I think another thing that like not to take it away from that, but like to bring up another 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 part of the topic that I found interesting because like when Generally, when we think about mental health issues, like, it's always to the, you know, to the last extreme. Like, a lot of times we think about, you know, like, uh, you know, 
suicide or suicidal ideations or thoughts of suicide and things like that. But like, even if we're just talking about just general everyday, you know, like dealing with depression or, you know, like any anxiety or any other number of mental health uh, issues or concerns rather. Um, so another thing that I found is that um, uh, comparatively, uh, when we're talking about people who um, have, when we're talking about men who have said that they, or say that they're likely to use mental health services, um, for black and Hispanic men uh, between 18 uh, to 24 years of age, and we got this from the American uh, Psychiatric Association, uh, APA.org, um, it says that uh, only 26.4% 20 of black and Hispanic men are likely to seek out mental health um, services compared to 45.4% of non-Hispanic white men. Um, which is a crazy number. You're thinking about like one out of every four of us who are dealing with day-to-day, -day, um, you know, depression, anxiety, all of those things. Like we're, we're not getting the help that we need to. And the reason why this is this is kind of a big thing for me and like, you know, just kind of just jumping, jumping into a different part of the discussion. Um, not to, you know, over-talk anybody or cut anybody off, but like, I know for a fact that there have been times when I should have I should have looked for help mm -hmm. or been more willing to you know continue with getting help. Um, just to be fully transparent, I've been to a therapist a bunch of different times. Mm -hmm. um, I went to a therapist as a as a teenager uh, when my parents got divorced. Uh, I stopped going because there was an incident at the last session that I had with my pops me and him got into a fight it got bad yeah and like that was just it for me like I never went back um and also because like there was there was just a level of shame that I felt because like you know here it is I'm 14 high school age and like I'm leaving school and I'm going down the block and like my homies are like yo where you going and like I can't tell them that I'm going to see you know a therapist that I'm going to talk about my feelings. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to, you know, lie about it. Oh, I'm going to see a girl and I'm going to do this, do that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I was I was more concerned with people understanding or not under, rather not understanding what mm -hmm. I was going through than, you know, getting help that I need, needed for myself. But um, I'll get that. Moving forward, uh, I even tried going back to therapy again. And this is where, you know, the stigma and, you know, that manning up comes into play for me. Um, there have been a lot of times when I knew that I probably should go to talk to somebody, um, but I'm really big on my family. I got my mom and my sister. Um, they have, have their own things they're getting help with. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's not a shame thing, you know. Shout out to my mom and my sister because, you know, they talk. They talk about it, so I, I feel comfortable just saying that they're they're getting the help that they need. Shout out to moms. Um, but for me, that put me in a situation because, like, I'm a, I'm no I'm the man of the house, right? And because they're going through something, I've always felt like you couldn't. 
I couldn't. Uh, I gotta stand up. Like I gotta mm-hmm. be. I gotta be the one that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because like at some point they're gonna need me to do something. They're gonna need me to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, that worked for me for a while. And by work for me, it, it just like I was just putting pushing it to the back burner. You know what I'm saying? Like I can hold out on figuring out how to better take care of myself mentally because it's more important to me that my mom and my sister get themselves straight first mm-hmm. and I worry about me later. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, there's some people who fall into that. Like, you know, and now it's gotten to a point where I'm actually kind of afraid of what I've pushed down for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of letting that come up and come out because, like, again, like... Might deal with some pain that you... Might deal with yeah. some pain that you didn't think that you still had. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's that's kind of crazy for me. So, like, you know, how do, how do y'all deal? Like, how do y'all feel? Like, you know, what do y'all... What are y'all's dealers? Well, for me, um, I never went to one before like last year no two years ago actually um cause I didn't really think I needed to um yeah when you go to that first <laughs> there, that first therapy so, session I open nerd man listen hell yeah yo you bring up like one little topic and that therapist is gonna unravel Crack the whole you thing wide open bro yo and <laughs> I don't care if y'all know this so I went and yeah within like the first like 20 minutes I was like in tears because it's like they'll rightfully open. so it's like an onion they just keep peeling it and keep mm. peeling it and it's like oh my god I'm really that upset about this and it's like but it's good though it's a good cry it's a good way to get it out because you'd rather get that out get that off of your chest and deal with it than keep pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down um, now I don't go as often as I should I'll admit that but only in the pandemic kind of I, I didn't want to be around wrong, people bro. yeah the pandemic kind of ruined it and I just haven't been back but mm-hmm. It's a going to a therapist isn't bad. It should never be stigmatized. Um, I think one of the other reasons, though, why a lot of people don't go is because people don't have the resources to, too. Like, right, therapy right, is right, 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 cheap. Right. Like, I lucked out because I have benefits. Know, I have benefits that yeah, allow me to yeah, do that, yeah, you know, yeah. but not everybody in the world has that. You it, know? Was a, it, was another, it was another thing that, that was in that article I read that said that. Uh, Black people, the black people in general, don't have below them. the poverty line, mm-hmm. are twice as likely to report that they have serious mm-hmm. mental health issues and yeah. concerns. Yeah. But like again, they don't have the resources to to get taken care of. They might not have the time or think that they have the time. Yeah, you know, based on you know the fact that they again, you gotta you gotta push through those things. Like you got families to take care of. You know. You know, that might mean working extra hours. It might be a, be working a like second job or a third job. Third yeah. job, you know, coming home and now you got to take care of your family, mm-hmm. make sure they straighten up. And I know that for a fact because those have been some of the excuses that I've made for myself. Right. You know, like, yeah. I got to make sure, you know, everybody's taken care of. So, like, I don't have time to go sit and talk to somebody. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. When. That's a part of like, we were just talking about self-awareness and like just being aware of self and just being aware, like I'm not all right. Like yeah. this, like I'm, I'm like, good. what's all this nervous energy from in front? I can't even sit still. 
I'm always thinking. I can't clear my head or, you know, I'm always worrying about, I, you know, I could have spoke to six people today, you know, and, and five of them said, hey, how you doing? One person said, fuck you. And why is that fuck you traveling with me all day? Yeah. Now, we know we pay attention to negative stuff more than positive stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time... Shouldn't travel with you all yeah, day. Yeah, like all day. Why am I like, harboring am I these harboring emotions? Day? Why am I being short with my girlfriend and she asks me something she asks me every day? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. So what I found, I actually had two anxiety attacks one when I like really didn't know what anxiety was. I was probably 18 when I had my first one. The doctors couldn't tell me what was wrong with me, but I knew I wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? I went to a, a patient first, and they didn't that like they didn't say what was wrong with me, right? So, you know, that's what about 2009 for me. So maybe shit. I was about 26. Oh, 2018, March of 2018, right? I've had minor ones in between. And, you know, I became aware. But, like, um, I went, like, I was just having a moment, you know. I was a very weird point in my life where, you know, uh, everything was just coming to a head. I was imploding, you know what I'm saying? I, I felt it. My, my... Shit, the way I walked changed. You know, I bounced when I walked. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, like around that time, I was dragging like Eeyore, bro. Off of Winnie the I was like, everything changed about me, but you know, I didn't notice it until I ended back up at patient first. Mm-hmm. And they telling me, Oh, here's some Xanax. What? You know what I'm saying? That was an eye-opener for me. And I always had this stigma against medicine that I don't have now. But uh, a million, millions of people do it every day. A lot of people rely on that stuff. Yeah, too. no, which I understand, yeah. and I didn't think he was down. But I yeah. get what you're saying. Like, it's it's more common it's, than what's more you know. I may have believed, but yeah. back at the time, I just didn't find. It hit close to home. Yeah, it's, yeah. When it's yeah. And, but at the same time, it was just like I didn't find like yeah, I found it weird that you're going to prescribe me something that affects me physically for something up here. Yeah. I found that very weird and I couldn't wrap my head around that. I, I, I more so get it now, but I still don't always agree with it, but I don't dispel it. And so it's, it's, it's actually funny that you bring that up because like that's, that is definitely a part of the stigma. Yeah, like, it is. And to, for black men specifically, when it comes to their health period, Oh, like, yeah. We hate never to, to talk anything else yeah. to like help us along. And it's like, you really have to understand that, like, these medications that are being prescribed. Now, sometimes, you know, like, maybe, you know, you get over-prescribed or things like yeah. that. But that also, that also goes along with awareness of, like, you have to understand that while this thing can be good for you, there is such thing as over-medication. And... Heavy reliance. You also have to be willing to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Because, like, what will happen is, and I know that this, you know what I'm saying, I'm speaking for myself personally. That's all you can do. Like, what will happen is, like, I'm I'm dealing with a knee injury right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hobble along and, like, you know what I'm saying, no, it ain't bothering me. When, like, really, like, I can't even really get out of bed straight. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. And so, like, 
when I finally go see somebody and they give me something for it, it's like, oh, I ain't going to take that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, I tough guy this shit out until it gets so excruciating and so bad. That you feel like you have to. Now I have to. Yeah. And now, like, instead of taking one pill, I'm taking two pills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Moderation like, instead of taking goes it, out the window. Know, every eight hours, I'm taking it every six. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Five. Because, like, why is it not working? And I think one of the one of the main things that like has always come up when I've had these conversations with you know people who are on medications for anything, right. but like specifically when we're talking about mental health, like you have to see yourself as important enough to advocate for yourself. Yeah, you advocating for yourself isn't you like whining or complaining. It's just you being real. So like, if you are prescribed something, know that generally it's being prescribed for a real reason, and there's a real there's a real concern that this can this can help you overcome. Right now, if you feel like it's it's becoming too much, or you're becoming too dependent on it, or like it's too much for your body and it's causing you to shut down in other ways, you know what I'm saying? That's when it comes. A point where you gotta advocate, you gotta like Hello. raise your hand and talk to your doctor and say like, "Hey, this like, ain't right. I know that this is supposed to like make me feel better, but like also now I'm in a bed and I feel better because I'm sleep for like 20 hours out of the day. Right. And like that's also not okay. So like you know what I'm saying? We we definitely have to be more cognizant of being able to say again. Going and getting this medication is like I'm not okay, and I need this. I need this. You help need right. something. I need this yeah. right now. You need but some like, type of outlet. If you become over medicated, and like now it's affecting you to another extreme. It's like yeah. okay, this medication, like the dosage, yeah. isn't okay, and now like we gotta readjust Adjust, because yeah. like I need to find that balance. Yeah, and I think you know like that's that's really what we're trying to get at with this is like talking about like how you need to balance your life. Right. Um, because, like, mental health is affected by a lot of different things. It's a chemical thing. So, again, like, we're talking about the fact that, like, people deal with this all the time. Like, sometimes you can't control it because it's a chemical thing in your body. Something can be off balance. And, like, it could be affected by, yeah. you know, like, just, you know, you internally, it could be affected by you know, relationships that you have with, you know, whoever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It could be triggered by, like, something that happens at work, whatever have you. Um, and that's really where, like, another thing about it is, and this is something that we were going to get into, is, like, I guess, like, having loyalty or, like, feeling that you have to, you know, be there in spaces where, like... It's not conducive. It's not conducive yeah. to your mental health. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everybody and that's what it was. Everybody work a job, but, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very big on... I'm gonna do my eight hours and I'm gonna go home. Cause it's uh, cause cause now you come you're cutting into like my decompression. You're cutting into exactly. like me time, and it's just like okay, if if it's a a chance of me having to work over that, I want to, I don't want it to be an expectancy, and I don't want it to be a surprise. Cause like people take the the solitude factor of their day very serious to the point where it can literally throw people that's a part of organizing you get what i'm saying like you have to have some time to decompress so it's just like even in balancing that like 
it causes you to resent and like maybe you're not in your career but it also causes you to make that process much even much harder and it, and it affects your foresight and instead of trying to you know do things like for balance purposes, you start doing things out of spite. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and things like that. So I agree with that, bro. Like, just stick it to them eight hours. Spite or desperation. Or desperation. So, like, one of the, one of the, another time when, like, my mental health was really off is um, I was working at Best Buy. And I got fired. I don't know if I ever told y'all this story, right? I don't know the whole story, but I know what yeah. happened. Like, I know the end of the story. You got fired from Best Buy? Yeah. 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 No, I got fired. I definitely got fired. Dog, how you get fired from Best Buy? So. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like the this, easiest job. This is, no, this is, it wasn't about the job. It was, it was a, it was an issue that I had with a person, right? Mm -hmm. So, long and short of it, we were busy one Saturday. And like, I'm gonna tell you, when you work at Best Buy, when you're good at what you do, they gonna hoe you. They gonna put you on all the clothes and shifts. On Saturday, they gonna have you work from 11 to 7 to 12 to 8, so you don't have no time in the morning. You don't have no time in the evening. You gonna be right back in there Sunday, 11 to 7, 12 to 8, right? Fair. Whatever happens. Those are the prime time for yeah, Best Buy. Yeah, especially, you it's know kind of, saying, Especially like, during the holidays, they, yeah. Yeah, especially, especially. Oh, they be dumbing yeah, out. Yeah, they be dumbing out on the holidays. Oh, especially oh. if you run that shit. And listen, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, like, this ain't even, like, no cocky trying shit, to be yeah. cocky shit, but <clears throat> a motherfucker didn't sell a better TV than me. <laughs> like, I promise you. Like, what you I want, was, that Zenith over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was <laughs> good as hell. Nah, I was good as hell. But anyway, one Saturday we in there, and like this has been my like fourth weekend. I worked both days. Like I had to stay late. I was a lead at the time because like, again, we won't get into this desperation. I thought that me doing all of this extra would push me up the ladder faster. And I was in desperation mode because at the time I was in a relationship, that relationship wasn't good for me because I wanted, like, I was doing all of these things to, like, provide for a person who wasn't good for me, neither here nor there. Yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? All of these things frustrate that's, that's you. That's a part tired. of mental health, though, my G. All of these things frustrate yeah. you. Get tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people can part of it. People like, can fuel the bad aspects yeah, of certain things. Exactly. That kid, so, that's part yeah, of it. Long story short, right? Um, I was trying to make a sale and I needed an override. They used to tell us not to get in what they call blueberry patches, blue shirts, a bunch of us together blueberry patch, right? <laughs> right. And so, like, I'm on the radio and I'm calling, like, yo, override the home theater, override the home theater, millions of times. Nobody and so, cares. like, and nobody was coming. And this is oh. a crazy sale. You know what I'm saying? It's a Saturday, half the warehouse that called us, so we, like, pulling out TVs and everything. It was crazy. So I go up to the front. And I see all of the managers. Every last chilling. one that was on, 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 the on shift. duty. Yeah, chilling. Yeah. Chilling in chilling. a blueberry patch. Come on, dog. So I come on, I'm like, oh, I thought we went fucking blueberry patches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My radio don't work or some shit. And so one of the managers, she comes out and she like, boy, stop playing. First mistake. Y'all stop playing. First mistake. <laughs> and as she said it, she came back. And she smacked me across my face. Now, huh? for, now, for... Give us the all, context first. So, for all context purposes <laughs> yeah. and all clarity, yeah. <laughs> the smack wasn't hard. 
thinking back on it, she was probably thinking that she was playing, playing. with me. But number one, but she, yo, you anybody, were close to this manager. Any, though. Like, no, yo, we yo. weren't really that close. And she just smacked you like that? Yeah. Uh, she uh, that's a little weird. Like, like, just tap me like that. That's still and a little so weird if we're not it's cool. Weird. Yeah. It's weird, number one, huh? if we're not cool. And number two, it's also weird because, like, me... I play with you all day, but I don't play about motherfuckers hitting me in my face. Yeah, it weird. triggers me. It yeah. turns me yeah. like I go crazy in a second. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so because I was already heated, because, you know what I'm saying, they up there doing exactly what they told us not to do, because she do that, I snap. I didn't hit her, but I definitely said something that I shouldn't say. And again, my niece, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, but I told her that she ever did that shit again, her children would not have a mother, and I promised her that. <laughs> now, Jesus Christ. Wow. Damn. Wow. You took it to the next level, dog. Okay. You ain't had to no. say all that. Wow. That was moving, a lot. Moving forward, I reported it myself because I ain't, like, I'm an honorable nigga. I don't want nobody saying that I did something. That's, and yeah. that I didn't do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want everybody had context. That's how I got fired. But, like, the reason why I brought up the story is because at that time I was doing so much to like put so many things on my back. You know what I'm saying? Like I had become so obsessed with moving up in the company that clearly I wasn't meant to be in. Yeah. No, you were not. For for all of the wrong reasons. No, you were not. Like there. all of the wrong reasons because I was trying to like impress somebody's daughter. Yeah. They're like Ended up not even being a good person. Right. Instead of trying to figure out your place. Yeah. And like I knew for a fact, like nigga, what the Morehouse? Yeah. Like I got a degree. Like in no shade to anybody who works at Best Buy, all work is honorable work. But I wasn't supposed to be there. But because it was quick money, I was good at it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was little money, it was quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was doing this thing out of desperation. And, like, part of that came into play, and that's that's also, like, what triggered me. You're right. Because it's like, yo, like, I'm, I'm going thinking all about this all of fucking this work. work. Yeah. And y'all up here, yeah. just sitting up here lollygagging, bullshitting. And, and y'all like, managers. This, and this means a lot to me. Yeah. And it's like, why did that mean a lot to yeah. me? Yeah. Because you were desperate. Nigga, I was making ten fifty an hour. Damn. You put that all that you put all that nothing. effort into that ten dollar an hour Damn. job. That shit that's was nuts. Fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like I'm in there, like, yo, like if I do this, if I work fucking eighty hours a week and then you know what I'm saying, all of this Sheesh. other shit, yo, like and I and I've always been like that on all of my jobs and like it's always become an issue. Mm-hmm. Like because like one thing about me, I'm a work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it happened to me there when I worked at the bank. I would I did way more than I should have for a lot of people. Yeah. Like I got shitted on there too. You know what I'm saying? T D bank, you know what I'm saying? If y'all out there, fuck y'all. <laughs> um, you know what I'm Don't ever open a TD bank account. Fuck Scott Meehan, you bitch ass nigga. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, I said it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey,
<laughs> don't be after my family, yeah, dog. Don't come right. after me. Yeah, I ain't nothing. You don't come after me. Don't come after me. You know what the hell I am. You know where I'm at. Hey, bro, my name is Charles. I don't I don't know no damn Barry. I don't know. I don't know no. My name is Charles, nigga. <laughs> Real quick, also, this is me letting all of this shit out. That's a big deal. Yeah, you have to, though. When dealing with your mental health, you gotta let some shit you go. You do. You do. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I'm sorry, do. I got on top of it. It's all good. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> we, we move a lot of times and we do a lot of things out of desperation that we created in our own mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, even with, you know, dealing with certain, you know what I'm saying? Again, we not just talking about work. You know what I'm saying? We talking about friendships. Me and the homie got into it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, the desperation of trying to maintain the friendship at the level that it was at versus, you know, like, thinking about and considering the fact that, like, we've grown, we got older, like, now that this... This thing should change because you know what I'm saying, we changed. Right. You know what I'm saying? The desperation holding on to that, like, it caused friction for a lot of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that friction caused me to be like anxious. It caused me to be depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It caused me to be angry. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So like you really gotta be we really gotta consider in addition to getting help, we really gotta help ourselves and finding the fact that like, yo, like, all right, what am I doing that I could do different? Right. Yeah. So like you know what I'm saying like what's the time when y'all had some shit like that where like mm. you you could have done things different, bro? I can't even begin to think about like so like it's so many things that pop in my head that I can't even pick yeah, one. Yeah, but yeah. um, I mean just the way I I've dealt with people even in like short term situations. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of people that you know I may have been mad at. Or no, not even mad. I've been mad at somebody I probably known, and then somebody else got the the, the 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 short end of that stick. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like even that type of energy. But I mean, um, yeah, just staying in relationships that you probably shouldn't stay in. Period. Whether it's friendship, whether it's you know companionship, uh, you know whatever you want to call your relationship. Uh, I've had a couple friendships and one relationship like that. Exactly. So it's just like one of them situations where you just um you try to literally put out a fire that can't that your fire extinguisher is too small for. Like. You, or, you, or you trying to put out a fire with gas? With gas? You, oh yeah, because you keep igniting it somewhere else. Or it's one of them things where you put out this fire, then another fire pops up over here, and you gotta, you know, put out that fire too. So it's just like, you know, um, just trying to appease people when you forget about your own needs. Uh, you know, and then I talked about this recently. You know, we the reason why I think a lot of men have problems communicating with counterparts. You get what I'm saying? All right, we all been in this situation, all right? We came to a young lady. We tried to say, hey, I ain't agree with that. You's a bitch-ass nigga. Or yeah. what? Or what you mean you ain't agree with that? Well, I don't give a fuck if you don't agree with it. Well, this, that, and the third. So guess what we do? We don't have standards at that time. So we maintain a level of, you know, like... Well, idiocracy, you know what I'm saying? Idiocracy, if you ask me. Yeah. Idiocracy, like, we we maintain that level of... Great movie, by the way. 
it is. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like we 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 we're become right idiotic now. into the point where we stay in a situation yeah. that just don't make us physically feel right. You know, outside yeah. of maybe having sex, and we deal with we go against our own morals to appease this person because of maybe that one factor. So it's like so, and then it is nine times out of ten that factor, bro. It, and it is. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be you know whatever it is, right? Nine times out of ten, that's what it she, is. She could spoil you. She could buy you stuff. Like she could like I, I've never been through that, but I've never men, been through that either. But it's, yeah, it's, it's possible. It's yeah. like it's men that've been through all types of shit, and they will like kind of disregard their morals because they're actually you know what they're placing value on at the time. Or we, I'm just gonna say we're, that we're we, we 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 place value on you know that one particular thing so that's enough to deal with the bullshit when it's really not like and even after that that leaves such a stain on our jacket that we deal with other women that don't deserve that shit like that would that actually want to hear what's wrong with you but you're so used to the women that don't or the counterparts that don't that we act like everybody don't want to hear what we're talking about I had to get used to that man there have been so many times when like I could definitely say I've been I've been toxic in relationships because I was in a toxic relationship. No, it makes perfect and sense. Now, perfect and now sense. I'm trying to jump the gun on like because I think oh this next person gonna play me like the last one. Yeah. So like you're not gonna. I'm gonna beat me. you I'm to gonna it. You first. Yeah. And it's like which is dumb, but which yeah, is, which is dumb. We, we do it. Yeah. But we do it, and it's like. Going back to your, to what you were talking about, like, you know what I'm saying, you open up and you express to somebody how you feeling, and, like, she come back as you, oh, you a bitch, you weak, you this, you that, like... It's happened. Because, like, we're so conditioned to think that, like, niggas are just, just supposed to take everything. Yeah, everything. Like, we just supposed to eat everything. Yeah, because they're, because nine times out of ten, whatever father figure they had or if, even if they didn't have one so they don't know how men operate or you know what I'm saying or they have this ideology behind that so they they place everybody in that you know don't you know it's like women will try to put a, a square well certain women I, I'm gen, not generalizing women, I'm, I'm women, literally being women, we, we're not, niggas, and we're I mean not, and, and not I, bashing yeah women. we're not bashing women <laughs> and we're not bashing you know what I'm saying I feel but, like we would get some sort of pushback for that no, no we're, not bashing, we're not so, bashing women but obviously, I'm speaking from a perspective of, like, what I've been through. I will never say, I've you get what I'm saying? No. Even if six women out of ten women cheated on me, all women don't fucking cheat. No. You get what I'm saying? No. Like, I got a list of the ones who do. Exactly. <laughs> and fuck exactly. And nine times out of ten, I'm addressing the one that do right fucking now. You get what I'm saying? So, but, like, like the, some of the women in my past that I have encountered will literally try to put, you know, the little toys that the babies had with the shapes and it's the blocks that fits those shapes. Yeah. They will try to put a triangle in a square. And it's yeah. just like, my nigga, like... Square peg room. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, that ain't gonna work for me. Everybody's different, but they have this ideology of a, a man or a woman, you know what I'm saying, depending on, you know what I mean? And it's just the, their experience... You know, or lack thereof, and they just expect everybody to be like that, and that you know, and then 
you start believing that shit. That also goes into it to the point where, because you run into a a good amount of women that don't have, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to say the proper leadership because it's not on, like, that's that's not not on them. It's not not their their fault. fault. But literally, a different type of leadership that you may have had and different values that you may have had, but you're, you're... you having an oversight and an overview of that, you try to appease it because, oh, it, it turns into a fucking, um, like a, 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 a sympathy thing. I'm going to let her get away with this, but you're enabling that behavior. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, you know, we start to resent that person we're right. enabling. You're you know what I'm saying? Up, yeah, you setting yourself up. Because, you know? like, you tried to bring up how you were feeling this time. Right? Yeah. And like she comes at you, and like she might come at you like aggressively, or she might be like, you know, hit you with the well, why are you coming that hard on me? I didn't mean it. And like now you you trying to like make her feel better when in reality she started this whole thing. Yeah. And it's like you were saying you be like, all right, that's okay. We not even going go into that. Whoa. When we should, we because should be going should into it. That and we should though, have that discussion. Yeah. This doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yes. But what we end up doing is, you know what I'm saying, we end up fucking ourselves because, like, now it's just like, all right, you know what I'm saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, we, you, I, kick, you kick I, your hand down. Get upset yeah, exactly. For you upsetting me. Yeah. But, like, you that's know what a natural like, reaction. You kick your hand down the road, like, you yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, the next time. You know what I'm saying? Now it's a fucking king that you're yeah, trying to kick. Exactly. And you hurt your fucking you leg on that one, bro. You- yeah, bro. And this is another thing that I think people do, period. You know what I'm saying? We like to equate no and distance and other things or disagreements with I don't love you. And that doesn't mean that And even to the point where You know I had to grow to even understand that Just because I say no I feel like you should be able to say no To people you love Because like Cause people you, you talk about relationships across the board, all the board. Right? That's oh, what I'm saying. People, I'm not even talking about not just men, romantic relationships. relationships. Yeah, I'm talking sure. about my homies, yeah. bro. Rob asked me, bro. I ain't feeling it today. I mean, it's tact. You can use tact. There's way to it, ways to it. But Rob, being my my nigga, he gonna respect the fact that I'm saying no because people are dealing with whatever whatever people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know that's another thing where like we equate. You know Know with I don't fuck with you no more And it's just like You know Even situations Where I've had young ladies In my past That A disagreement Had to end in Something drastic happening mm-hmm. It had to end in um, And that fucked me up You know Cause I started to believe that Until I got old enough To realize Well I'm not scared If if something that small happens I'm not scared of you Losing you mm-hmm. You know I had to become more Self aware with myself to to realize that it's, sometimes it's not you. It can be you, and you're aware enough to realize when it's you. But sometimes it ain't you. You know what I'm saying? So like to the point where like, and even on some smooth shit, like I've been in situations where it's like shit just be like this. It ain't this. It ain't it ain't a roller coaster. But the fact that it ain't a roller coaster, I'm bored. I don't want to deal with you no more. Yeah. Cause, Cause I'm not giving you the drama you're used to. That's so you're that's running cool. away from it because you think if somebody really loves you, you equate love with drama or the, the fact that somebody will care about you. The fact that a nigga pull up on you where you at minding your business is crazy, but a little inkling of that is him showing he least cares about me. Yeah, what type that, of that struggle? Uh, yeah, that is, yeah, you know, romantic relationships. So even yeah, I got homies 
that like we're trying to struggle up. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that's a like, fact. Like, oh, oh, you ain't sure oh, yeah. to this. Oh, yeah. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't agree with this thing that I'm yeah. doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. go through it all the time, man. Like, yeah. had yeah. to have those conversations. This leads to mental health, people, just to let y'all know. Yeah. No, see, the thing is, there's so many this whole avenues. Actually, there's a lot of avenues. No, actually, actually it's, it's, it's cool that we took the segue and talking about, like, friends and romantic relationships and stuff like that. Because another thing that I've noticed, and again, this is about myself, when it comes to my mental health, I've done this. I don't need to talk to a therapist because I talk to my niggas. Two totally different niggas are my, not therapists. Yo, we are so we are so biased that it's not even fair to talk to us because yeah. a lot of us, our toxic relationships, we got toxic relationships with our homeboys. Yeah. You know, yes. even the even the even the good relationships can have some type of yeah, yeah enablement. You know, yeah. like yeah. you and I enable. I naturally enable yeah. my friends, good or bad. Not not bad. You know what I'm saying? But like you just you're you're more you know more. Uh, Likely to cheer on a friend rather than correct them because that's you, your friend. That's your friend. You know what I'm saying? So you've known them in that manner. So and I'm not used to correcting none of y'all, but I feel like I'm older and I'm old enough now to accept it and to do that out of the betterment of something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've had, um, to, I've had to not correct. So like, there's not. If you feel like if, if if any of y'all have ever felt like I've corrected y'all, I'm not trying to. But I've had to disagree with friends before. Well, no, You're like you kind of wilding. Like that wasn't you went too far with that. Sometimes that that disagreement you like have to sometimes it, it, it requires correction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because and like, no maliciousness you, you know, though. Yeah, I'm not being malicious with what I'm saying. If you know I'm wilding. I gotta tell you, like, <laughs> yeah, like, man, because like, some, like sometimes, nigga, it screws loose yeah. up here. Yeah. I promise you, yeah. like, like, nigga, I'm nutty, yeah. so sometimes I don't see it. Yeah. We all are human too. And, we all want to make mistakes, so yeah, sometimes and, like, you gotta correct the, them. And and this goes back to like having a professional to work with. Yeah. Because like, because I know me, I know I'm nutty, right? Uh-huh. Like, even though I know that you mean well, if you correct me. You may not accept it. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna be like, man, that nigga don't really. He don't know me like that. It's not constructive. It don't come off as constructive when it's your friend. It's not because I don't believe you, and that's not fair. And it's not fair to you. Yeah. It's like yo. It's like yo. Like yeah. In the moment, I just want you to like. I I ask I ask this question all the time, or now I ask it all the time when I'm dealing with people. And this is because I've been listening. Again, shout out to my homie Alexis. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I'm probably have to stop paying that because it's <laughs> a big help. But like, she one should, of the questions she that should I, come on one of the pods. Yeah, and no, we definitely to got to get her on. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> she's a therapist. She, like she's a therapist. Cause therapist. Cause got, yeah. Cause got, oh yeah, we need her dope, on a pod, bro. She got a dope perspective. I'm gonna talk yeah, to her. Yeah, we need we need, we need to see if she can come on, bro. The, the question that I've learned to ask and she taught me to learn to ask is like, do you want support or do you want a solution? Right. Because all the time, those things aren't the same. It's not. Damn, and like, that's good. And what I, I realize like that. is that when I'm talking to my homies, you want support. support. Nine out of ten times, I just want you to support, support what yeah. I'm saying. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if if we if I got an issue 
with, you know, so and so from the sixth grade. Like, nah, nigga. You gotta ride like, with me. You ride you with me. Ride with me on this issue. You and me got an issue. Yeah, yeah, you and me got an issue. I don't need you to ask me what the nigga did. I just need you to. You need to ride with me if we gotta go do something. Yeah, that's. Whereas the therapist is designed to tell me, like, yo. You realize that she's 32 now. Right. right. <laughs> like, That's been 20 years. Why the fuck are you still upset? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the therapist might not be, might not say nigga, which brings me to another point. Um, I also find it hard to, to get help from a mental health professional because another kind of. Uh, dilemma or stumbling block that I put in my own way is that I need to find somebody who I think would understand my plot. Um, I think a lot of I think a lot of us a lot of us deal with that. A lot of times I'm like, yo, at the very least they gotta be black. Yeah. I wish it would be a dude. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to the people that actually had the strength to leave me behind because they helped them. Yeah. And you I'm, know, like, I'm not just like I address, we address a lot of shit, you know, from our perspective that we may have received. But I feel like it goes as well, you know, for the person that was receiving that energy for me because niggas wasn't even always on the best of frequencies you know what i'm saying we were finding ourselves too yeah. and i said in a minute i made a lot of people not just women you know my friends my homies may have paid for my like you know may have been the expense of my journey you know what i'm saying and and they didn't it wasn't conducive for them so they removed themselves yeah. from it and all respect all right. to them all respect to them if you if you feel as though I was toxic to you and you got me it is it is what it yeah, is. This is you made your life better and I'm happy that you're better yeah. I guess the other the other situation I guess I had was like my first like true relationship with someone we weren't good for each other though so that was more of like a <laughs> that was more of a combined toxicity sort of deal mm-hmm. um I don't harbor any ill will towards that person either, yeah, but fusion yeah, it was kind of like a, it was like two young people that it was that just you know you know two young two young dumb people in love essentially you know what I mean like yeah. shit like that so you know we were kind of toxic for each other it was always fights it was always arguments whatever and we we it it was a struggle to break up though it was a struggle for me like that was my first true like heartbreak so it was hard for me yeah. but. You know, you you get past it eventually, and you realize years later. Like I realized years later that that relationship had to end for me to grow as a person, and that's that's why I don't harbor any ill will towards it. Because it's like without that, I wouldn't be anywhere close to as mature with my relationship now. Because right. I wouldn't have never when, learned about when that you shit. Have a photo of somebody saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's you gotta learn from you gotta learn from shit and it's like, you know, sometimes yeah, these toxic relationships suck mm-hmm. and you know, you you can't don't harp on it. Mm-hmm. Just whenever you can get out of it and get out of it, clear your head, clear your life, and you know, your mental health will be better. 
your skin will look better. You'll probably start losing weight. You'll probably yeah. you'll probably be more healthy in general. So but you, see, you talking about that skin shit. You always had the benefits of freckles. Yeah, though. but like, 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 like let's let's in general like, though. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Ever, okay, so for example, have you ever seen a girl after a breakup? Like three months after a breakup. Go back and go and look on her IG. Yeah, we should go go and look at a girl's IG three months after her breakup. Not not three days after because she still. No, 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 three months. She still three months. Keisha Cole and she's still in the film. Adele, all that. (laughs) Summer Walker, all of it. Three months after when she started listening to Beyonce sing the ladies again. She and, go. Uh, she go to the freaking, gym. Freaking dressing all that. Yeah. You know what I'm the skin. The skin's glowing. The hair looks great. The nails are great. We ain't even gonna talk about how you know what I'm saying. Man, Stallion and them came in and gave him a whole new perspective. Yeah. Hot girl saying? shit. You know what I'm saying? You know how she does if she listening to that. That's yeah. all. That's all a different episode. But dudes, I mean, dudes, we, we glow we up too. We, yeah, we glow we up mentally though. Yeah. Like it's actually, different for us. What? That's that's actually a good thing because I was gonna ask you that question. When you went through that breakup, what was your go-to breakup song? Back then? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was talking about Mike Jones. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like, no that's pretty much Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, 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 Oh, like so Neo sick. Had some shit. Yeah, so sick was one. Oh, go on, girl. Go oh, on, girl man. was another one. Oh man, yeah, that was. And then Boys and Men, End of the Road was yeah. another. Oh yeah, no, the he, classic breakup song. Yo, it's wild because I'm thinking. I, I brought that question to you, but I'm thinking about it, and the relationship that I was in, that like. It got broken off, and I'm going to put her name out there. But Tawanda, you know what you did. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. What's, what, we got to let them know what the symbolism of Tawanda's are. Yeah, so Tawanda is, you know what I'm saying, any chick. She's she's anybody and nobody at the same time. Holes gonna be holes, so yeah, I couldn't blame Tawanda. <laughs> and if there's any Tawandas listening, we're not talking about We're not talking about you, Tawanda. We're talking about Tawanda. <laughs> no, I mean, it's Tawanda. <laughs> it's just Tawanda that's listening. <laughs> not, not Tawanda, like, if your government name is Tawanda, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. You know I don't know too many Tawandas. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm thinking about it, like, when I was thinking about asking you that question. Nigga, I didn't even, like, I was in, I was in a terrible relationship, and we'll go into this in another episode so long. Then, nigga, I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to go through my three-day breakup song. Nigga, I went straight to my three months out the, out the gate, like, the Bigger first felt. day she was Free! gone. Nigga, the Man. first day she was gone. You know what it was? It was that motherfucking clinch feeling good. Nigga. Oh man, that's a beautiful. I'm good, nigga. No, uh, it wasn't. And he it was, was acting like it. He's acting I was like in it. The motherfucking adventure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got the it Dodge was, Adventure. It was burnt orange. That was the thing. It was burnt orange. In the I know adventure. a couple niggas. Yeah, outside adventure. in the cold. I had my coat on. But I had the windows down, listening to motherfucking clips. I'm good, nigga. Oh my god! Like in the car, just just relieved, and like again, mm. taking this back to mental health. Like y'all, y'all wouldn't have known me then because like, alright, so. Barry and Chad, the homies. Wait a minute. We know was this like the long. was this the one? Like recent, not recent, but like nah. Kira doesn't know this one, right? Kira does know this one. 
but like she she met this. But one. she but she wasn't. She was before you came around. Yeah, I know that. I'm just yeah. saying though, like she met this one though. Yeah, so yeah, I know yeah, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, nah. You, you didn't hear good things about it. It's all right. Cause I You're probably a nice person. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just asking. She might not be. Damn. <laughs> hey, bro. Some people, some really people don't just know. aren't. And that's, that's <laughs> I mean, it's not okay, but it's like, you got to come to terms with that yeah. and be okay with the fact like, that, you know like, what I mean? When I say removing yourself is so liberating and so good for your mental health, lady, because like... We were together like four years. Oh, yeah, I definitely know what you're Nigga, talking about. The last two of them hoes, bro, I was just so fucking depressed every day. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though I was in desperation mode trying to make things better for me and this person, mm-hmm. like, it didn't even occur to me until I got out of that jam. It was like, yo, like, the person that I'm going into desperation mode, killing myself to, like, quote unquote, provide right. for. Yeah. Again, totally different topic. It's the same person that's causing me grief. Like, I come home every day and, like, I'm not happy about seeing you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's deep. I don't even want to, like, I don't even want to go home no more, bro. Home's mm. supposed to be peaceful, Like, dog. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we was on the same schedule. You know what I mean? Like, we got home at the same time and now I'm like, finding excuses not to be there. Yeah. Or like even when I get there, like be going back out immediately to be around somebody else that I enjoy being around because I can't stand you. Mm-hmm. And that's mental health though. And that's and that's mental that's a health. Big part of it's health. a big part of mental health because I had to realize at a certain point that like, yo, like this person isn't good for this person isn't good for like my overall life. Like Y'all know me. I'm a generally happy dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. For the most part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have my days or whatever. Yeah. But like when I see y'all, I'm up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm kicking it. I'm having a good time. But you time. know what, Rob? I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. If there ever a time you weren't, For sure. that is okay. It's yeah. okay, dog. Nah, and, and I would tell y'all that. You know what I'm saying? Now, me now, I'm yeah. telling y'all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I could be open about this now. But yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Before, it was just like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I was so deeply entrenched in the in the idea that like, all right, dudes just got a beard, like, all right, so like I figured, all right, let's go out. And, yeah. And we'll be around a bunch of people so I don't have to talk to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like I went through two years of just like just not being happy. Dang, like, two years? Yeah, bro. It'll fly but, like, too. But like the way that I did it was like I found other people to be around. Like, yo, let's go to Sonosol House. Like, let's go here, let's go there, because, like, now I don't have to deal with you on my own. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, Damn, you you were a trooper two years. Bro, I was hiding in plain sight, for real. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like, I was hiding in plain sight, bro. What's that movie, 12 Years a Slave? Yeah. <laughs> That's how Rob felt. I understand, <laughs> man. I Yo, the dog. But, um, that's, that's... But, <sighs> like... Having homies that are mental health professionals like help me to realize that you know what I'm saying. Again, like younger me thought that struggle love was the way to go, and whether that was in a relationship or even with the homies, like you know what I'm saying. They had to tell me that like I had a friend that men 
me and him got into a heavy right. over a decision a decision he made that I wasn't agreeing with. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I took it personally because it's like this this decision was so out of character for them. Mm-hmm. It's like nigga, I don't even know you. Facts. And it's like I took it like whenever something like that changes, I took it personally. I used to take it personally, but like again. The homie had to tell me like, yo, like, you realize that you're you're putting all of this all of this energy into feeling this way and being upset with this person for making a decision that made them feel good. Yeah. Like something that like they're not gonna change until they want to. Yeah. And it's like you upset with them over nothing. Like you're like killing yourself over this idea that you you can't control. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I had to sit back about it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like that's that's actually like some real shit. Yeah. And like that was something that like one of y'all could have told me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? CJ and Stefan probably could have told me that. Those are like the homies shout out to them. But like I wasn't gonna hear it from them. Yeah. I had to hear it from somebody who like literally has a degree. Outside looking in type Outside of, looking yeah. in, like that has, you know, a bird's eye objective view. Yeah. And like they had to, and while they told me like, yeah, that person is tripping, they also got into my shit. Like, you know, like you're tripping too. You, you realize you're tripping too. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like that's that's why I think it's it's important to like get that outside help. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, we'll, we'll move around and like just not deal with the fact that sometimes we're doing it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. That's a big yeah, thing. I do want to ask y'all something. Um, so, anybody can, you know, answer whatever order. Given that, you know, mental health has been become such a, a much more important factor in your, your everyday consideration and just giving, like, your synopsis on, you know, where you've been in the last couple of years, where you've been in the last couple of years. What's one thing that you've, or like, that kind of stuck with you that you learned about yourself in recent days? Recent, like, the past few days? Not, I'm, I'm so what like I mean. Just in general. Yeah, in general, like, maybe in the last couple of years, but like, uh, you know. Like, one thing mental health-wise. Or just one thing, yeah, because I mean, I feel like whatever you've learned about yourself is going to play into that, you know what I'm saying? I guess I realized that. I guess my upbringing as a child is a bigger deal than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And going to a therapist really kind of <laughs> opens that door that you don't really want to open. So it's like, I guess for me, I didn't grow up a normal in a normal household like my my uncle raised me so it was like a different I didn't grow with my mom and dad so it was a different thing but that stuff like that can can affect you and I didn't really when people used to say that I used to think it was bullshit obviously it's not because <laughs> my therapist kind of peeled that onion off and I was like damn like this is really this is something that can really is a thing and like yeah. you know you really gotta understand that you know if you if you experience things as a child a lot of times it can manifest itself as an adult it can manifest itself in adulthood right. so like you know um, basically yeah that's 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 pretty much what I what I learned about myself and that I need to realize that all right the stuff that happened to me as a child is a bigger deal than what I what I try to make it so 
that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the past couple of years about me. Um, for me, I was one of those people when I was younger, like when stuff would happen outside of me, like if somebody died or something like that that I didn't have a direct connection to, like I would always wonder like, yo, like why is this other person tripping about this, right? And what I realized is that as I've gotten older, like I'm, I'm realizing that more and more, even though they, like those things might not be, be directly connected to me, mm-hmm. Because I'm consuming them, like I find out about them, like however I find out about it, you know what I'm saying? It's especially like if it's like a person that I find like a public figure, you know what I'm saying, a friend of a friend that like I might have had a meaningful conversation with or something like that, but like we weren't actually close. I'm finding out that those things are more have more of an effect on me and like realizing that those things too can cause stress they can cause you to be anxious they can cause you to be depressed because like now it's not just about you know what I'm saying I have this personal connection it could be about you know what I'm saying like I was rooting for this person um, you know what I'm saying like I believed in what they were doing like, right. you know what I'm saying like um, just being frank with it like for real the, like when when Nipsey got hit you know what I'm saying R.I.P. to Nipsey like that was the first time that like a celebrity's like passing really like hurt yeah yeah I like, agree and that shit hurt me to like a core same bro. here I like agree. it was like a few days before my birthday I didn't want to do shit for my birthday no more Damn, none of that bro like Oof. and it was like yeah. I really had to unpack why why that hurt me because I'm like I don't know Nipsey you know what I'm saying like like not personally, hmm. but it was just like you, you didn't know Nipsey, but you know people like I, I knew people like Nipsey. You know what I'm saying, and that can affect and, you. And also from like listening to like his music, listening to the conversations that he had, interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, I followed him enough to understand at least how like he fit into my life. You know what I'm saying, like yeah. I felt the connection because like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a person of my generation that's speaking to my generation. Yeah, he became a part of your ecosystem. Yeah. You know, whether that's daily, you know, yeah. bi weekly, whenever. Like And like I really had to unpack it. Like you can you can like real life get PTSD, like not only from things that you go to, go things that you to, see. Things that you see, things I mean, that you hear of, I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, bro, look yeah. at look at just the 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 feel like it's you know George Floyd, you know, like yeah. just stuff like that. You know, today, um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like yeah. that. Like you literally watch a lot of these these fucking just disasters happen, yeah. and it's just like, bro, 2020. I felt so much tension. It was yeah. peaceful in my house. Yeah, at my, oh, but, but, I, but I, I just felt so much tension. Police officers, like the ones, yeah. that, like they don't really bother me. Like no one, no police officer ever really bothers me. But like I walk past one, like during that time, yeah. And like they were out, like they were for whatever reason. Yeah, I wasn't at ease doing it yeah. as a black man. Like, I mean, you know, I, whatever. I, it's like you, yeah, you feel it. And it's the idea that like, especially when you think about those cases, like you know, like 
these are just normal people doing normal things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, that could be you. And it literally just got like, it's your turn. You know, yeah. like, this is... Like the randomtivity of it all is like, yeah. and I get really, I still, I always got nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like, and being from Baltimore, like that didn't contribute. Yeah, yeah, PTSD when it came to uh, police. Like, I mean, we, we man, I got pulled over so many times doing the right thing, yes. coming home from school, yeah. college. And I'm getting pulled over because of, yeah. I look like somebody. How do you know that? Yeah, what was the description? DC, a black man, exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. Like when, when DC was going through like the peak of the beginning of gentrification, right? You know what I'm saying? Again, I live yeah. in the south side. Um, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was crimes and stuff that went on over there, but like it was within our ecosystem. It was like things that we knew about, and it was like you know what I mean. Like it worked for us in a weird yeah. way. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. But what I'm getting at is when they were trying to, like, clear out that area to, you know what I'm saying? Y'all been around my way now. It's, uh, you know, townhouses and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. But, like, when they were clearing out that area, I remember uh, D.C. had, like, I don't even know if it was a task force for real, but we called them jump outs. Oh, yeah. We know what it was. When we saw... You know what I'm saying? Impalas come through. The unmarked cars. The unmarked and yeah. stuff like that. They pull up real crazy on the corner. And then four or five police officers just hop out in plain clothes. And now they putting everybody on the wall. Nigga, like, the first time that I ever got searched by a police officer was like 13. Because mm-hmm. I was outside with my, like, with my husband, with my homies. Mm-hmm. I was outside with my god brother. Mm-hmm. Like, not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But it was too many of us outside. Yeah. And like, and like thinking on it now, those, like, you're not supposed to experience that. No 13 year old boy should ever experience like, getting searched by the police, dog. I don't know like, what kind of world I'm in front of my godbrother's house. Like, we on, we on this block. You know what I'm saying? And then next door neighbor, she was the first one to move in. She was away, like, she would peek out the window at us. And we never thought nothing of it. We just outside playing, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was the one that called the movies. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that, like, she had that power over us. And you come... And we've been here for years, and you come into our, our territory and want to eradicate it a yeah. little bit. Like, and I don't like, like that. And it's like now... Not only is it is it a stressor, not only is it a trigger now, like, it's also, like... I gotta grow up a lot faster. Yeah. Because like now I know that I have to be on alert for this thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We even and gotta raise our sons different. Yeah. Like if we like we don't have kids. None of us have kids. But if one of us had like a son, we have to raise him different. Yeah. Well, That's gotta, another yeah, thing. Like I we gotta, gotta I got a guy son that's six. You gotta tell him. Right? He's six and like he has some yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he gets into trouble every now and again. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm correcting him, like, I'm not correcting him for the sake of, like, yo, I just want you to be a good kid. Like, I want you to survive. I'm correcting you because I want you to survive. Right. And, like, then I think about, like, yo, I had these conversations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> before, I got, before I got hit by the jump out, you know what I'm saying? My mom had that conversation with me at, like, 8 or 9. It didn't resonate with you at that time. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't resonate yeah. with you at 8 or 9, but you got to have it. I mean, 
it's, like, it's shitty that we live in a world like that, but it just, that's like, reality. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, those things can literally change the chemical, like, your chemical balance. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, nigga, how the hell am I supposed to process dopamine, you know what I'm saying, to make me feel better, to make me happy? When I gotta think about the fact that, like, when I go out the house, the way that I'm dressed, the way that my hair looks, you know what I'm saying, the way I ride my car, you know what I'm saying, whether my car looks too nice or not, you know what I'm saying, like, the things that I do, like, I had another incident, uh, I was living down in Atlanta when I was at college, shout out to Morales, um, me and the homie Stefan, Stefan had a house off campus, and we all stayed in the house, mm-hmm. big. Beautiful house, like five bedrooms, whatever. Yeah. Way more than my college kids should have. We had way too many parties, <laughs> way too much fun. That's a whole but, ep- that that's college is a whole episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> that's episode. Like, but like, I remember one day I was I was coming out of my house and like I was going to class and I was a business major, so I had on a suit, tie, you know what I'm saying, all that. Got in my car and I saw a police officer down the block. Right, but. I'm gonna leave my house. I'm in a suit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm on my, my way to class. Like, I'm on my way to class. Nigga. I pulled out of the driveway, went up the hill to the to the exit of the development. As soon as I made the right turn, he came out and lit me up. Whoop, whoop. Pulls me over. And like, if anybody's from Atlanta, you know Camp Creek on, on Butler. You know what I'm saying? That's where that's the street we live though. Ain't nothing on Butler. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just me and him out here. Oh, it's the middle of isolated. the morning. Isolated. Isolated, yeah. He, that's comes, up, he comes up to the side like of the that. car. What you doing coming out of the house? I live, I live there. Yeah, but what you do? I live there. Alright, can you show me some ID? Obviously I'm from DC. So you have your DC I license. Got my DC ID. This doesn't say you live there. I said, sir, you see my tags on my car. I'm telling you, like, I'm not from here. Like, I live there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my residence. Like, you saw me come out of that house. Yeah. And he's like, all right, stay right here. And even though I knew I didn't do anything wrong. It was still that. The time between when he left me until the time that he came back. It was just like the longest experience that I've ever had. Bro, yes. Because it's like, yo, like, what is he going to find? Yes. Like, it's it's early in the morning. There's nobody out here. There's nobody to cover me to say that, like, I'm good. Oh, I'm on a way to literally be productive right now. Right. And I'm like, and like, then it's all processing in my head. Like, I'm having flashbacks of the times that I got jumped out on. Because 14, the one time, wasn't the only time. I got jumped out on plenty of times. Um, you know what I'm saying? Been followed through stores. You know what I'm saying? All that. Nine yards, right? And, like, all of this is now flooding in my head to the point where, like, I'm kind of, like, having, like, a hard time breathing. Because it's like, now I'm thinking about, like, yo, like, all I was trying to do is go to class. I'm wearing the right clothes. I'm doing the right thing. Like, I'm, I'm going to get an education. Right. And this person is just, like, convinced that I'm doing something wrong. He comes back to the car, and he's like, yeah, that license doesn't match the house. Clearly it doesn't. Because, like, I, I told you I'm not, I'm not from here, but I live here. Yeah. And, he, and he's, like, just keeps questioning me. He's like, yeah, because we've had a bunch of robberies in this area. 
And you know what I'm saying? You're coming out of that house a little early in the morning. And I got an eight o'clock class. Like, I'm not rocking this house because right. I'm in a suit. Like, I don't, I don't have, like, and not to say that any clothing is like, you know, robbery, like, yeah. uniform, but it's yeah. like, yo, like, you can see that, like, I'm literally like, on the way somewhere. Anybody else that didn't look like me, like, you would have gave them a pass. Right. But, like, because, because I look the way that I look, you know what I'm saying? Literally only from my skin tone. Now you think that I'm robbing this house? Did you had you had locks back then too, right? That's the thing. I like my locks was cut. Oh, like my locks was even cut. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but listen, don't even get me started on when I when I had my locks. The yeah, first that, time. I, I this time. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a yeah, bro. Tell me lot. about it. Tell me about like, bro. Oh my goodness. I and I tell share that incident and how like. Um, I'm coming home from school. I went to Morgan. Shout out to Morgan State, right? Mm-hmm. I never lived on campus. I lived too close. My parents lived way too close to the school for me to live on campus. I thought it was a waste of money, right? So, um, and then I got, I was in an apartment literally around the corner from campus at one point in time too, but this is after that, right? So, came back from the military, went back to school. I'm literally coming home from school. I think I might have just been leaving the library, like from actually studying and shit, right? Get by, it's, it's a street, come down Hiller Road, make a left, Montebello. Montebello is, you know Montebello, right? The big lake right there, right? Then you about to head down um, Bel Air Road. So I get by Montebello. I think I can't find my house key. So I'm panicking, cause I'm like, damn, if it's not in the car, I may have to go back to the library, right? I see the police, I didn't have tents at this time, right? I see the police on the side of me. Um. And I'm searching in the car, right? Looking for my key. I see the police, but I'm not wrong. And I also thought if I stopped searching, it would look way more suspicious than if I was to keep searching and going on about my business, right? Like, so I see him, I'm searching. Lit me up, get, get through the light, whoop, whoop. I'm like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? I mind you, I'm in the military too, right? And I hate these biases, but the fact is, it, it's like a get out of it's like your Uno, it's like a fucking draw four. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a very convenient Uno card to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Monopoly shit. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't for the one dude with the little thing in his. Oh no, niggas, and that's what I'm saying. People are just on a different type of energy. He was a whole lieutenant out there. Yeah, you feel me? But you know, hopefully that. That cop gets what he deserves, you feel me? Like, you know, to get the... Uh, that was just stupid. To get whatever he deserves from that, because that was just nuts. Like, And then it is a long-lasting uh, kind of like... It's a lot of police that are in the military, National Guard, but then it is kind of like a sort of a beef with a lot, a lot of like... It's tension between cops and... Uh, Military, military personnel. personnel, yes. So, but he lit me up. You know, I get out. I keep my hands on the wheel. You know, what I'm saying I know the proper procedures. Whatever, right? They they pull me out the car. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause they had probable cause, right? I'm I'm on the way home, literally. Book bag in the car. Got my army, you know, stuff in the back of my. I literally fucked around and had drill that weekend, and then just you know coming from going to school or whatever, right? They searching my car. 
Like, they just started searching my shit, but you know, probable cause, whatever, my nigga. We know what that shit is. So, he pulled me out the car. Hey, you know, uh, you got anything in paraphernalia? Nah, 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 nah. I said, no. I said, officer, I'm coming from school. You know what I'm saying? Why are you nervous? I ain't used to getting, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I'm not used to getting pulled over and searched for no reason. Even with getting pulled over, you literally pulled me out the car to search me. I'm not used to this shit. I'm yeah. literally doing the epitome of nothing but going home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you, you know, maybe you thought I looked suspicious because you, you minding my business looking in my car and I'm searching for my house key. So maybe that was your probable cause. You know what I'm saying? And apparently he said somebody got shot around there and you fit the description. You want to describe it to me? I didn't think so. Okay, whatever, right? So he let me go. I was mad because I'm like, yo, now my nigga, now I got pulled over. You know, I'm trying to get home. Granted, it's middle of the night. I'm trying to stay safe. You actually putting me more at risk now. Because now not only that I, once I leave this situation, I still got to make it home. You know what I'm saying? Not to say it was going to be any major threat, but like, nigga. Yeah, nah. And, it, and, it's, and it's wild because think about that story. Think about how much you had to process, right? Yeah. Because... Any wrong like, move, it could have been wrong it. Move, it could have went first. Yeah. And then, like, why are you nervous? So now you're confused and nervous. Right? And then it's just like, I can't be like, nervous? It's like, because it's like, now I'm thinking, like, why am I nervous? Can he see that I'm thinking about why am I nervous? Because I had the same thing when they pulled me up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you go from, like, that to just straight confusion. Like, yo, like, what's happening? Yeah. You're not telling me nothing, but you detain yeah. me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and then didn't tell me until damn near I pulled off. And you know what's crazy? These niggas, can you pop the trunk for me? Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, but you're not supposed to be searching me. Cool, whatever. Yeah. I popped the trunk. They seen all my military gear. They seen my ID. You have a nice day, uh, Specialist Jones. What? So and, you mean to tell me. now, you go from confusion. To mad. To now I'm angry. Because had it not been the fact that I'm have an affiliation that has to do with patriot patriotism of America, I'm, I, I still could be a liability. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that could have went way different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, a lot of this shit is just like, and then it's like, we're putting these predicaments to have to like, kind of eternal internalize a lot of these fucking feelings and process them while you internalize them. And it's like one wrong move, a nigga on your ass. One of them, pull up, one of them cops could have been on my, it was two of them. Yeah. One searching me, one looking in my car, you kind of pressing me all hard against my car. Maybe you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I don't know what type of time you on, but nigga, yeah. I'm not the same. I got a fucking, at this point I had a 3.8 GPA. Nigga, I just came back from doing from living in Missouri, you know what I'm saying, for damn near however long, I don't even remember at this point, I'm serving this fuck-ass country, and then I'm, I come back home and I got to deal with this shit, nigga. Yeah. I'm more, uh, technically... And, and the only reason why, you, why you're okay with letting me go is not because... I'm not the person... Because I'm not, like... It's because, it's oh, because he's one of us. You see, you see that military stuff in the truck. Yeah, like that's corny, bro. Yeah. I even got, almost got kicked out of the military on some racism shit. 
That's that's a I will get into that later because that story needs to be the, the funniest part about the whole story is they were doing all that. The person who probably did that shit got away. They probably oh. never saw. They probably never saw. You wasted crime. time searching you me. You wasted time searching yes. me. The person who actually did this shit probably like, long I, I, gone. Like a nigga that, that nigga ain't, dipped. He's a gone. Nigga, a nigga that don't hurt flies. Don't that don't initiate yeah. no type of. And <laughs> like, granted, you don't know that. But see, the thing is, that's the problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the same rate, yeah, I understand. Like probable cause but that I don't understand your only probable cause in reality was me looking for something that had nothing to do with y'all in my car and the fact I would have been tripped look me as a cop and that's the problem we know the problem you know what I'm saying is it's it like protocol becomes law and it's just like but you don't use because you, you're a cop because you got to use your judgment as well my nigga yeah. me as a cop I trip off a nigga that'll stop looking for something when they see me looking at him rather than oh he, you know what I'm yeah. saying like but a lot of these people that aren't from our situation don't have the awareness we have yeah, you know what I'm saying so I mean like it's you, even just being a black man in this country sometimes and just like even the little microaggressions we Some, deal sometimes, with sometimes sometimes every, every, every now I will say day. something is happening to a black one of our black people every day I will every say that it's a real but I will dog. be remiss to say that it's happening to me every day no no it doesn't happen and that's you, got, you get what I'm saying no. like <laughs> all of these things right and just to kind of like Bring it encapsulate everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so many things that we brought up. You know what I'm saying? It's like microaggressions in your relationships with you know, your significant other, your homies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, relationships with people that you work with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, PTSD from like interactions with like things, things directly and indirectly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all of these things that, like, we talk to, we talk to the homies about, like, yeah. but still, while this forum is good, I think, like, my, my big thing is, you got to talk to somebody. Uh-huh. Um, definitely talk to your friends about it and be able to be open with them. Um, whether it's, you know, like venting to them about something that's happened to you mm-hmm. or telling them about something that they did to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being, you gotta be open to the fact that, like, you might be the villain in somebody else's story. That too. Right? I've and been, a, gotta, vill- I've been a villain in a million people's stories, gotta, bro. It just is what it is. Yeah. And and grow from that and, as well. Exactly. Yeah, grow from, that. Yeah, grow from and that as well. The final thing for me is like, while you can talk to the people that are in your life about this, mm. there's always room for improving that conversation. Yeah. And that can come from like just having a mental health fact. professional yeah. on that in addition to your friends. Because they will teach you, because like even in the manner of how we're conditioned to approach conversations with our homies, our women, uh, you know, our men, you know what I'm saying? Versus how we're, you know, may change the, like a a professional may change the conditions. And therapy may not even be for everybody. You get what I'm saying? But it doesn't knock the try. And before we get to uh, Chad's sports segment, I wanted to say something that's very important because my mom used to say this. And and the biggest thing I learned, because I forgot to say that, right? The passed down trauma I've realized I had, right? My mom 
love her to death, you know, and this goes back to being loyal to some of the wrong things. My mom is loyal to a lot of things that's not loyal to her. And that just comes from her being like the oldest girl, you know what I'm saying? Just having to condition yourself to relationships that you shouldn't have to condition yourself to, having to take a lot of bullets, and I mean that metaphorically, that you shouldn't have to take. You know what I'm saying? My, I'm sure you okay with saying all this? No, I'm, I am because yeah, no, I, this yes, is a lie. yes, 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 yes. I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, like for sure. Because like I, I feel the same way about like my mom. And yeah, hell, my dad's upbringing and not to not to belabor and not to over No, bro, I, we but all like, here for the same thing. One of the me and my dad's me and my dad's relationship was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like my parents got divorced when I, when I was fourteen, but like for real, for real, I didn't have interaction with my dad the entire time he lived with us. lived with us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like not not any one on one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like you know he had his ways. You know what I'm saying? Because he was brought up a certain way. Right. Um, a lot of, and a he lot was, of people and he was, and he was brought, and he yeah. was brought up without love yeah. and like understanding how to love mm-hmm. and I think and so they got divorced when I was 14 I didn't talk to my father again until I was 24 that's 10 years bro and the reason why I talked to him is because one day I was out with my girl at the time and I spazzed on her went crazy on her in a way that I knew I got it from my pops because I had seen it and I immediately was like, no. I should never. Something, something in my spirit was like, yo, this is not what I want to be. Yeah. I went to my dad and I told him everything that he had done that made me that Feel, way. Feel, yeah. And it was because I had had conversations about like, yo, like, you got to let that go. Yeah. Because like, you're internalizing it. And, like, and that was the first time that internalizing it, it caused me to lash out at somebody yeah. who really didn't. Deserve you know all like, of we, that. We were, we were arguing. Yeah. But like they didn't deserve all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I think it's important that you brought it up with your mom yeah. and internalized and you know, you know, inherited Yeah. A lot of things with me. Stressors, yeah. Inherited anxiety. Oh, man. Inherited mental health concerns is that we have to it's a, we have to at some point or like and like and you know, when I say we I mean individuals at some point you have to you have to decide that the person who's coming after you isn't going to catch that yeah you know what I'm saying um I'm big on like I'm trying or I'm trying to be big on personal accountability yeah because one of the things that I always say and I told my dad this because again I talked to him when I when I was 24 this was like in June in January the next year he died Mm. And we only had the one conversation. Mm, like ten years. But damn, you had one conversation. One conversation with my later. dad before he passed. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry to hear. Yeah, no. Nah. It, 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 and it was a lot because I had like I had come to the I had come to the realization that like how you're brought up does not have to define how you bring somebody else up. Yeah. And like I'm experiencing that firsthand. What I don't want is for my children to suffer from any hurt that I had. Yeah. Like 
because again, like when you think of like, and we'll get into like, you know, male roles or whatever like that in another another episode. But like when I think about being a protector and a provider, I want to shield my family from the hurt that I that I that I got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me take those cars and let me move on. Like they don't yeah. deserve that. Figure out how to you know deal with them in a positive way, so they won't have to, you know, wear like, that. And yeah, like man. Yeah, bro. I and, and back to what Chad said. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Like my mom, you know, that's, I love her to death. I see her. I've seen her struggle. She's been her and my father. I, you know, and what you said about um, not raising your kids how you were raised. My father's father wasn't in his life. My father's been around every since yeah. my inception. But I also want to make, you know, my people aware of, you know, the type of things you may place on kids that you do, uh, like, uh, subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? My mom always told me, whatever business happens in this house stays in this house, right? And and I understand that, Ma, but what if this house don't have the answers I'm looking for about how this business is yeah, making me feel. Sometimes you gotta talk to somebody else. Sometimes, and it's not, and it, the intent, and I feel like my, my, my people, you know what I'm saying, were raised to the point where telling somebody your business makes you look weak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you telling somebody your business, it, it, it comes with vulnerability. Yeah. And to be vulnerable is to let somebody in, and you sometimes you can't afford that because when you let somebody in, they may hold it over, hold it over your head. So we're already putting all these pieces in place to 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 find an excuse to just implode and, and just to keep everything. And it's just like be careful what you tell people. Now I understand, you know. Just not spewing your business everywhere with your way, you know, and it leads to like some un- some non-constructive criticism from somebody that don't got nothing to do with yeah. saying anything to you. Yeah. But you have to be careful with that because sometimes like it's a lot of things that w- can't went on in my household that I kind of just festered. You know, what I'm saying that I that I may have. Uh, spewed back at them because I didn't know how to deal with it and y'all kind of going through what we all are going through because we feel this energy y'all don't have the answers you ain't got the answers Sway you know what I'm saying so it's just like you gotta let you know once kids get old enough you gotta kind of let them figure out a way to, to cope constructively and cope in the most positive way they can because it's like when you tell them that it's like okay so we all just gonna keep secrets and that's fine because it's some secrets that you know deserve to be kept but we are not gonna seek therapy about something that this elephant or something that ain't set right with us all of us gonna drown you know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's like you just have to be careful with fragile minds and in, in, in minds that, you know, I feel like a lot of us are ruins. And but the, the, the knowledge that we're gaining and obtaining once we get older, like, though, you ever seen those houses that like are like empty? but the vines are growing through them. Yeah. I feel like the knowledge is the vines that had to kind of grow around and through the houses because those houses represent the condemnation of our insides a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out ways to cope with that. And then those vines are like the little speckles of knowledge that we're noticing about ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And to the point where it fully covers up the house and now it just looks like a big ass tree. You know, we all trying to obtain that, that feeling of that tree. You all trying to look 
healthy and green on the outside where we're really crumbling on the inside. But you have to acknowledge, you know, that that foundation that that ain't that solid. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's you went super deep with it. I do, but I'm saying that I, that's how I feel, bro. <laughs> you went super I, deep with it, yo. That's how I feel, man. So yeah, sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, while we're on the topic of mental health, we can talk about mental health and sports too, just to touch on it because we kind of got long winded with everything else. Uh, <laughs> But uh, which is good. It was a good, healthy discussion. It's though. needed like, for sure. Needed, like for we sure. Touched on a lot of things. So just to just to, I guess if we want to talk about sports because we are men and we do a lot of our sports, but yes, mental health is a part of sports too. In you know a lot of ways, like there's a lot of situations going on right now in sports and in the history of sports where mental health was a big deal. So it's like these athletes are out here and they're just we always look at them as like gladiators warriors guys that can catch you know they can jump higher in a building or they can they can run faster than a train or they can you know they can do x y and z on a court but you know what do these guys really go through like i feel like mental health and sports should be looked at a little bit more than what it is right now based on the fact that we have social media now we have ESPN 24 hours a day. We got Fox Sports 24 hours a day. We can watch all the shows. We can listen to all the podcasts. We can we can we can see all the tweets on our phones, on our computers, whatever. And <laughs> these athletes have access to that too. Like, so it's like you. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to finish the one thought. That's it. That's all. So I say all that to say I think in sports mental health should be addressed a little bit more than what it is. And I think sometimes that we we overlook that because we think that these guys should already be mentally tough and all And it's the money be. that goes into that too. Yeah, it's money that goes into it too. So it's like for me I think just to touch on it, we need to look more into our athletes and their mental health. And like you can tell, especially with younger guys like, you know, coming into the league, they're they, they're seeing all of this. Mm-hmm. They're reading all the tweets about them. They're reading all the articles about them. It's hard to, it's hard to stop. It's hard to cut that off. And for some guys, they, it's hard. It affects them a lot more. Like, I guess to use the example, I'm from Philly, so obviously I love the Sixers, the Eagles, all that. So I guess the one bigger example that I could use right now would be Ben Simmons. I don't know if y'all know the situation. The situation. So, just to give a small context of it, Ben Simmons is an all-star point guard. He plays for the Sixers right now until he gets traded, whenever that's going to be. But, essentially, <laughs> last year in the playoffs, he disappeared. He, he, disappeared. he didn't He didn't exist <laughs> in, like, the last few games. And the Sixers lost the series, and a lot of, a lot of it was placed on him for not producing, right? Um, a lot of his teammates, the coaches came out. They said some things about him. And I guess he didn't like it. And now, you know, he came back and wanted to get traded. But it's like, you know, the Sixers are like, we're not just going to trade you for anything. So you should play. And he's like, I don't want to play for the Sixers anymore. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is that he's using mental health mm-hmm. as a crutch to it. But I think we don't really know whether it is or isn't. So whenever anyone asks me about him, it's hard for me to really say if it's mental health or if it's just him. 
So I try to stay out of that realm. I guess the only thing I can say about it is, if it is mental health, I can understand where he's coming from. Because fans are terrible. (laughs) We are terrible. And we say a lot of shit. And we don't think about it because we don't think about the person reading it. We just, I'm a tweet, I'm going to fire this tweet off about his shitty night, right? That's all you think about. Or I'm going to make this funny Instagram post about him. You know, but what if he has somebody looking, or what if he sees it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you don't think about the fact that like he gets thousands of them. Yeah, so it's like you, it, it inundates you, and if he's looking at it, and he might be, yeah. it's possible that mental health really yeah. is a thing. So, I, I say all that to say, just for, just think about the next time you tweet about somebody, and go in on somebody, or tweet or post something, you never know. And I think we have to really fully realize that athletes are humans. And that's that's really what the spiel is. It's like to bring it all back into the mental health space. We got to realize that these athletes are humans. And I think, like, to add on, mm-hmm. I think that in addition to like seeing these athletes as humans and everything like that, like, when athletes like bring up the fact that they have, you know, struggled with their mental health and you know they're they're doing things to you know balance themselves back out like uh, I think about Calvin Ridley stepping away from uh, from the the wide receiver for the Falcons stepping away Mm -hmm. I think that might have been mental health related Mm -hmm. I think rather than like all of the all of the talk being about why he would step away or why he would do about why he would do this like to the team and everything like that I think that one, one of the things that I would like for us to try and do, um, and again, I'm saying us because like as I would like to be, I would no like I'm talking about us right here as a community. and the people who are listening to be like because like we can't be we can't want change if you're not going to be a change right. I think that we should be in more of a mode to champion when people are willing to say like, yo, this money don't, hand. yeah, I don't. Raise my hand, like, this money's not making yeah. me happy. Like, I really got some shit going on that like, this money can't satisfy. Additionally, like, I'm looking at everything that's being said about me, good, bad, or indifferent. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, we should be a part of that, that, that nucleus of people who will then grow into a bigger segment of people who are like, yo, like, Appreciate you stepping up and saying that you're dealing with this. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Take your time and come back when you can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they need that community because they're humans, and we need that to be a part of the community so that we can do more of it. Like, it's a selfish thing. Like, me personally, because, like, I'm like, yo, like, if we can get, we can get to the point where, like, we're thinking of these sports figures, these, you know, like artists and everything like that, these people that we look up to, it's like, you know what I'm saying, for whatever reason, if we can look at them from a space that they are human, and they, you know what I'm saying, they need to seek out mental health services and get themselves right, it'll make it easier for us to go and do it. You know what I'm saying? Because now this person that I think so highly of, like, now, but I've always wanted to be like them, and they going to get themselves right. Let me get right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. like that's another. Yeah, and, it, and it's like you know, I, I, I'm one of the people that 
that will be on social media and like make a joke about a player, right? Yeah. And it's like sometimes I do it and I'm like, damn, that was too far. So like I'll delete it or something. But it's like I'm trying to get to a point where I just stop doing it. Period. Yeah. It's hard though because sometimes it's funny, but it's yeah, like a lot of times it's like, it's like maybe that went too far. Right. So it's like you have to really fully realize, you know, what you're saying. Now that's not to say that. You know, athletes don't deserve criticism because everybody can get criticism. Yeah, but criticism I'm, is different than uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like it's different than a lot of the shit that yeah, I've seen. Different than making fun of yeah, yeah. you critiquing somebody's game. Yeah, that's different. When you take it off the court and all that. Like, yeah, and when you start doing all that other shit, it's 90, too far, bro. Nine point nine 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 eight percent of these niggas can't do it. Like, you can't even get off the couch without, like, breathing too hard, yeah, dog. Like, right. relax. Yeah, we don't gotta be like that. Like that. You, so you wanna get into your, uh, your ghetto sermons? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for real quick, fun fact, I am actually uh, a minister. You know, I could do uh, weddings, funerals, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, baptism, stuff like this, so you need that. And um, it was just also funny because, like, I have a weird relationship with, like, churches and stuff like that. That's near the end of the day. We're not going to get into it. We'll get into it in another one. But, like, this segment that I do is just, you know what I'm saying, like you said, that old hood gospel, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> little trap ministries, whatever you want to call it. But it's just real talk. And, like, since we've been talking about mental health, you know, like, really just love yourself, my nigga. Like, and by love yourself, I mean, like, be okay with the fact that you're not okay. You know what I'm saying? Be, be willing and open to talk about the fact that you need help and be able to reach out for help. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, for the homies, you know what I'm saying? Love your niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we often don't want to say that because, like, we feel vulnerable when, you know what I'm saying, you like, when you say you love your homies, you love your niggas or whatever, but, like, there's enough, there's enough that is a challenge to each of us in our everyday lives that we don't need anything else. So, like, be open and talking and talking to your homies, making sure checking in, tapping in with them, making sure that they good. You know, again, when we talked about, you know, the difference between asking for support and asking for a solution. Like, let's let's get into that being very careful and mindful of the fact that sometimes your niggas gonna come to you and be like, yo, these motherfuckers is crazy at work, you know what I'm saying? My girl job me crazy, you know what I mean? Like, all number of things. And maybe you just wanna talk and get that shit up. But sometimes he might need a solution, and um, you might need a solution. So like, definitely just be open to that. Um, advocate for yourself, my nigga. Like, speak up. You know, if if it's something going wrong, you know, if something that needs more professional help, definitely talk to somebody about it. You know, maybe get your homies involved. Like, maybe they need to too. You know, saying hold each other accountable, holding each other down is more than like. Just being willing to ride when it's time to fight somebody and do something like that. It's also holding each other down when they need to be helped through something, you know, a little more in depth, you know. Um, but one thing that I wasn't going to bring up, but like you brought you brought something up about it, uh, Barry, when you were talking about how like you know seeing these 
seeing, you know, the sayings of like people who are like in your profession, who call it your profession, because we want to speak that, right? It causes you to kind of be hesitant in some sense, in some ways. Um, a part of mental health, a part of maintaining your mental health, on a, in a, you know what I'm saying, in a good way, is like while they're stressors, while there are things that can make you anxious, what you can't do is allow that to stop you from the things that make you passionate, um, things that, or the things that you're passionate about. So like, you know, if, if you're an artist and, you know, seeing all of these artists getting gunned down in their homes or their hometowns or whatever have you, it's like having an effect on you, definitely feel that feeling. I'm not telling you to bottle it up. You just spent like two hours telling you not to do that shit. But also, don't let it hinder you from giving your gift to the world. Because you definitely got something to say. Like, you know, maybe not to everybody. Because, you know. Everybody, yeah. Because all of y'all came back there. Um, and that's okay, too. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get it up. Like, because you, you just got to do something that's going to make you happy. And if, if that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? If it's going out and having nice things, you know, whatever. Living a good life is also a part of, like, being mentally healthy, mentally strong. So when I say love yourself, my nigga, like, I mean wholeheartedly. Get the help you need. Enjoy the things that you do. Make sure that you're not harming people because, again, you don't want to be the vendor of somebody else's story. Like, you don't want them to be a vendor of yours. So, you know what I'm saying? Stay up. God bless. Y'all niggas be easy. Until next time. From the crib. From the crib.